Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hello, and welcome to the Crazy Cool Podcast. We have a very special guest today, and just a, an awesome story of redemption, um, of life, of somebody just overcoming, and um, uh, has his own men's podcast. Let's welcome Chris Granger. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, Don. How are you doing today, sir? We're doing great, and Chris lives in North Carolina, a place I've always said I would live if I didn't live in the great state of Texas. Beautiful country out there, right, Chris? Yeah, you can you know, be in the beach in the morning and the mountains in the afternoon if you want to, right? Wow, yeah, you live in Wake Forest, right? Yeah, just north of Wake Forest, a little town called Franklinton. Now, is Wake Forest, is that the college Wake Forest, too, or is that? Originally it was, but then the Wake Forest University moved out. They're actually in Winston-Salem now, but originally when, it start, when the college started, it was in the little town of Wake Forest. Got it, got it, got it. It reminds me of ACC basketball. Oh, oh, we're in, yeah, we're in the heart of that, man. Duke, <laughs> Carolina, State, it's all right here, right, right where we're at. And you know what's crazy about that from Texas? We don't really see that, but I mean, everything's right together there. All those schools, oh, yeah. North Carolina State, North Carolina, Duke, all yep. Duke and North Carolina, eight miles from each other. Yeah, like 15-minute ride or something like that. You know, yeah. it's just, it's crazy. You know? Well, uh, we don't want to get into basketball discussions in this <laughs> podcast, but it's just but, but glad to so, so ladies, I'm sorry, this is going to be more of a men's podcast, but but um, also for you as well, because uh, Chris is going to tell a story of overcoming so much with his um, family, with life, with his children, and so uh, such a touching story, such a real story of, of just God's work in his life, which is going to be a male and female thing. Um, but Chris, before we get started, so, um, and you have your own podcast. Tell us a little bit about that before we get started with a, your personal story. Oh, sure. Yeah. Th- th- and thank you. It's called the lion within us. So it's uh, a podcast. We serve Christian men. Uh, we, we talk about basically three areas, health, wealth, and self. And, uh, it's just to, re- to for leadership for Christian men out there, just to try to give them, uh, inspiration ideas uh just some light because there's so much dark content out there so yeah. finally we're just, we're just gonna, I, I learned the podcasting game in my in my primary job and and uh this year god said okay now i want you to use it to glorify me so we started the line within us and having amazing conversations with wonderful people and uh the feedback's been great the downloads have been really really positive it's just, it's just been an encouragement and we're just trying to to be a ministry to help guys out there uh, be the leaders they're predestined to be and lead at home and lead at work and uh, you know, just start stepping up. So it's, it's, well, it's and you've done awesome. my health, you know, so if you see Chris, he's really thin, he's just a, you know, very, it fits shape looking guy. But you know, if you look back to, and the podcast started this year, so you've been doing it about a year, right? Yeah, it was a podcast. We, we launched a lion in January. So uh, oh, this, this year, so yeah, just, so yeah. brand new podcast. And, um, but also if you go back and look at his podcast and some of his uh, stuff, you see that at one time, you know, 330 pounds. Yeah. 330, man. 330 when my oldest daughter, Chloe, when she was born in 2010, so I had basically, I was carrying around another person. <laughs> <laughs> so really, so one of the things is just to 
a story of redemption just from uh, losing weight and getting in shape and, you know, and overcoming some health issues, mm-hmm. things like that. But, uh, but that was about 2010. And so let's just kind of start with, you know, at that point in your life, where are you? And, and let me back up just a minute, you know, in, in the podcast um, realm we're in right now, Crazy Cool Family, we're talking a lot about, you know, the top of our Crazy Cool Family house, which mm-hmm. says pursue God. We right. have three commitments that we look at for, <clears throat> for families, pursue God, build relationships, create culture. And we put pursue God at the top because as, as Chris's story is going to tell us, when you start pursuing God and God starts doing a work in your life, that's when he can really start doing a work in your family as well and can overcome anything. Um, you know, we say at Crazy Cool Family that a couple of things that, you know, that, um, that the best fathers and mothers are first sons and daughters of the king. And that the best thing you can do for your family is to present them the healthiest version of you. Right. So the healthier you are. And so we're going to see that. So take us back to early 2010s, you know, whenever, yep. you know, and what is your thought process of life? Where are you and what's going on then? Sure. Uh, three words. I got this. You know, and that's what most guys think. I mean, we, they think I got this and that's three of the most dangerous words we have as men. At this time, you're going to church, you're an engineer, mm-hmm. uh, you're working, you're, you've got young children, you've got a wife, you know, that the, the, the wife that, that you had before this wife that you have now. Right. And so, and you said, you know, you were just kind of putting on a front, right? Hey, I'm blessed. Everything's good. Oh yeah. It's the old, it's the old you know, the classic church line, you know, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. You know, that's what you're going to say. You just, you tell people when you don't want them to really know what's going on. I'm blessed and highly favored. So for me now, that's a flag. When somebody actually says that, I'm like, how are you really doing? You know, I'll have that conversation, but, I, but God was not at the head. He wasn't at the head of my house. I mean, I, I was a believer, you know, I, I became a believer when I was 16, but I never really had the, 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 the men in my life and the people in my life to, to, help guide me and disciple me, you know, and to teach me. And then you go to college, you drift away as many people drift away from the faith when they go to college. And then, you know, next thing you know, you get married and you just, it's out there and, you know, you know, God's out there, but it's not, he definitely wasn't in charge. He was not leading me. And, and I think that was looking back 2010, you know, I felt when I held Chloe for the first time, I felt a change. I've, you know, I think as many guys out there, when they help hold their first kid, I, I know your oldest is a daughter too. So maybe you can relate right, yeah. when I, when I held Chloe, I, I felt, I just felt it like, okay, I'm here. There's more purpose to life than just me. You know, this is now I'm in charge of this beautiful little blessing. And then he blessed me again in 2012 with another daughter. And it's just, you know, but it's still at the same time, he, he wasn't, I wasn't letting him guide me. I still had this, I got this and, and trying to do it on my own. And that's what I really think. Uh, if I can speak to any of your, your listeners, you don't got this. You may think you do, but yeah. you, until you put God at the head and follow him and let him guide you through the Holy spirit, that's what it's all about. And that's, and, and I think that's really the, the biggest lesson I've learned looking back. Yeah. And so you're walking through, you know, 2012, you're at, you've got two kids now and um, you've been married for how many years? 
Yeah, we got married in uh, 2009. So we, 2009, we got married, and then we had we were had Chloe a year later. Still kind of walking through. I've got this, but you know, in church with um, with two young children, and then you get kind of a kind of a shock about yep. 2015, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, got a shock. I mean, it's you know, my my oldest daughter started kindergarten. We got her into in, in uh, charter school in North Carolina, which is kind of a lottery. You know, when we lucked up and got her in that school, wonderful school, and uh, all of a sudden. You know, my wife was gone. She 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 wanted to leave, and um, so we went through a, a pretty big trial. I remember is this saying, a, is "This a big surprise to you when that happened." Yeah, because it all happened within a matter of about a week. I could wow. I, I knew something was going on, and this, and then you know, I'm not gonna go through all the details, but ultimately, you know, uh, it just the whole story is crazy because God puts these people in your place in in in, in your life for a reason. So when we moved to North Carolina. We moved and our next door neighbor was a lawyer and she and I and her husband, we, we all, all of us connected. Well, then they moved away. So in 2015, just, I don't know, call it the Holy spirit. I just knew all right, something is off. So I, I, I called my, my friend, our, our old neighbor and I seeked her counsel. I was like, what do I do? And she walked me through the process of, okay, here's what she need to do. And, we, and, and I, whatever she did, man, it was, it was like, uh, Moses and the 10 commandments. I followed it. I mean, it was like, <laughs> hey, okay, I'm going to do what she says. And I'm going to tell you what, no, it was crazy because when we went into, uh, to the courtroom, I was prepared. The judge heard both stories. The, the judge heard my heart and the judge said, these daughters, they, they, they need your supervision. They need their dad. And my wife still gets, my ex-wife still gets, you know, visitation uh, from time to time. But for the bulk of the majority, they're, they're with their dad. And that never happens. I mean, you never really hear that. Yeah. And, uh, and and I think that, that happened for a reason. And 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 then from that moment on, you know, of, of me, I remember standing in the kitchen with a three-year-old and a five-year-old, like. Girls at that. Girls, like. Yeah. What am I going to do? And so I, I remember taking a daddy hair class uh, <laughs> and, and cause I told myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm a single dad, but that's okay. My girls are going to be girls and they may be a little more tomboyish, but that's okay. We're going we're gonna to do that stuff too. You know, and I super, I super admire that because I've had four girls and it was the one thing that I said, I just said, I'm not doing hair. <laughs> I will, I will brush their hair and, uh, you know, I tried to do ponytails a little bit. Yeah. It was like, it was so ugly. And, uh, and when I brushed their hair, they always got mad cause I brushed it too hard. And I was like, so I super admire that you took a hair class, but that, because, uh, I never could do hair. I never I just, it was the one thing, you know, I was running around with four girls, all different ages. And I was like, oh, yeah. hey, you gotta do that. that. That class was funny. Cause the guy started off with like uh, ponies and I was like, Hey boss, man, come here. So, so he came over. I'm like, look, bro. I said, I appreciate where you're at with all these other dads, but my goal in this class, I want to learn how to French braid and I want to know how to do an Elsa braid. Can you teach me those two things? And he was looked at me like, are you serious? I'm like, 
I'm dead serious. I got the pony stuff. Let's move on to the, to the, you know, 200, 300 level class stuff, man. So, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he jumped on and he taught me that stuff. So I was able to do that. So yeah, I've been able to, uh, always you know, I just want to stop there for a second and, and, and stop down. So, so literally, and, you know, and, and guys and, and ladies, you know, we all have struggles in our family, but what I want to see is, and I want to start down this path a little bit because it seems like if I'm hearing this right, that, Within a few months, mm -hmm. you went from, I'm married, I got this, we're in church, I'm losing a little weight, maybe, you know, whatever that is, you're starting down that road, and, and I'm an engineer, and I'm married, and I got two kids, to, oh my goodness, I'm single, mm -hmm. I got two kids I'm taking care of, five and three, and my life has been totally, it's totally upside down. Totally. Is that, is that a fair way to put That's that few com months? Completely. And I mean, I wouldn't even say a few months. I mean, it's more like a week or two. I mean, it, it flipped that quickly where she was at the house. She was gone because she, she had found someone else. And, and so she moved in with him. And, you know, there's just, it was just craziness. I mean, we had just bought a new car. And we, I remember going back to it and, and a nice car. I mean, we bought an Infinity. I mean, this thing was the nicest car I've ever bought in my life. And we couldn't afford it, <laughs> but we still right. bought it. And I remember going back to the, Infinity, in, to the Infinity dealership and just my hung, my head hung low, just humbled myself and just begged them. Like, will you please just take this back? And, and crying with the, with, the, with the salesman. And bless them, they did. And, and we were able to get out of that vehicle uh, but just those types of moments where you're broken and you don't got this. And, and I remember the first time that she got her visitation and I'm sitting in our house that we had built with, you know, our two daughters and I'm there alone and Don, there is nothing as like makes you feel more broken than being in a big house by yourself. You, you can't talk to your kids. You know, your wife is gone. And it's just you and your thoughts. And that's a place where Satan runs wild and, and can really mess with you. And, and that's in those moments is when I really started, okay, I need to get my life and I, I, I got to get aligned with God because that's the only well, way I'm going to that Because I mean, one of the things you said is this is where Satan runs wild, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, one of the things I ask parents that are watching, they're listening to this or it, and is where is it Satan's running wild? What, what is it that triggers you? to where Satan runs wild. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we all have those areas. It doesn't, I mean, yours is a dramatic one that happened in the course of a few weeks there. But mm -hmm. so at that point, you know, I remember for me, one of my, uh, when it wasn't Satan running wild, but it's really where it faced me was my first year of marriage mm -hmm. because I got married my, with my, my wife brought a two year old Molly, my oldest daughter to the marriage. Right. So all of a sudden I'm a dad, I'm a husband. And I've, I changed jobs during that time. We moved. I mean, just all these stresses of life. And I said, look, I got to figure out what I live for. Right. And, and that really, that first year. So, it, and what it led me to do was start to study, is my faith real? How did it, and, and it really impacted me because at the end of that first year of marriage, I decided in a very deep way that I was going to follow Jesus. How yeah. did, how did that, you know, you're at that, you know, that, that point where the devil can run wild. And that's what happens to people. Sometimes they reject God or they um, run away from God. They run two things that right. are 
different God. It sounds like that, and I don't know your whole story yet. We're going to hear it, that you ran to God at that point. Why? How? Because I didn't, I had nowhere else to go. I mean, I, I was it. I was broken. And, you know, at that point I had to, I had to cling to something that was real. And I knew, you know, just from, you know, again, going to church when I was 16, being saved that Jesus could help me. I just needed to, to humble myself and, and to be able to come to him. But, and it was in that moment, but i tell you ultimately where it all started coming together and it, it kind of started coming into focus, if you will, was when I met my wife and, then all because all of a sudden your current wife my my current wife you know and 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 my bride she's my best friend because she grew up in the faith and she uh has a, a strong family structure around her and um and she and i it was just immediate okay she she's much further and out and becca she knows this she's much further than me and her theology and her understanding of scripture i mean she just can you know verse after verse story after story she she's my my, my, my balance point, if you will, when we do Bible study, if I'm, if I'm struggling with something, she can, she can help me. But she, at the same time, she recognizes I'm the spiritual leader and she's my partner. And, and she has taught me so much. And I think it, it, it was through meeting her and being able to see what a true, um, a, a Christian, uh, you know, courtship, if you, cause but we weren't married, you know, but we court it the right way. I mean, and it's simple stuff, Don, like, we didn't have sleepovers. We didn't, we didn't sleep together. We, there was none of that. I mean, none of that. It was all pure. I couldn't hold her hand. I still pick on her about this. It was like maybe five dates before I even was allowed to hold her hand. I mean, right. she was just, she, she, she had these values and she didn't waver from them. And I never met anyone really like that. That was that, that, that lived it out. You know, I've, again, I've been around the blessed and highly favored people all, my whole life, but never around people who were just really w walking so how, out. How long was that from when you uh, went through your divorce and, you know, were, were yep. there that night until you met your, what, you met your wife? That was about a year and a half. That's where so, I was. So during that, before that year, and, and, and it's also interesting to me because you told me this before that she was 28, she's eight years younger than you, never been married. Yep. And I'm just curious what that was like when you went to her dad and so because her dad was a pastor, right? Yeah, well, he he had he had gotten out of the ministry at the time, but uh, but before I, you go there, like, what was that year and a half like? You know, and and what did you do? Because obviously, when you met her, she saw something. I mean, yeah. here's a guy with two kids. I mean, if you would have been in the ditch, you know, drinking every night, yeah. she's not gonna be attracted to you. So right. what, what, but yet, so what happened in that year and a half? Uh, for one, I, I learned how to be, you know, a parent and, and how to be, you know, to take care of what God has put in front of me. And I also learned, you know what, I, I can't do it all alone. So I was able to, to connect with some wonderful people that were able to help me parent and teach me some things. And uh, I just learned in that year and a half to humble myself, ask questions, and that I don't got this and just, and just, and just keep trying to build relationships with people that are running towards God versus running away from him. And, and I think that that was a big one for me is okay. I was really careful about the relationships in my life and the people that I was allowed to speak into it. And then I think God just, he put a hedge of protection around me for one during that year and a half to be able to really let the, let the voices come in that needed to, 
and and keep out the ones that didn't. And so that you were in a, that church, was a, you were in a church at the time. How yes. did the church respond to your situation? Oh, they were. So our pastor and our associate pastor, they rallied beside me and, they, and, and when they heard what had happened and, and I went, I, I met with them, both of them in their office and, and I, and I told them what guys here, here's the story. Uh, I, I just, I need to know, do you, do I have your support? And they, they said, you have a hundred percent of this church's support and we want to be there, you know, when this goes to trial and actually our associate pastor, who is the head pastor now, uh, he testified at the trial. He, mm-hmm. he went on, he's on the record. Uh, on my behalf as a, as a character witness. And, uh, you know, and that's something I'll remember for him because that type of testimony, uh, you know, is one thing for, for you to get up there and say something about yourself. It's another thing for someone like that. Who's been walking in faith. Obviously he's been a pastor his whole life and, and they, they, they really stood beside me. So I, I can't going through something like that without a church family. I don't know how you could do it. I really don't know how you could do it. Well, and I think that's a great, uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to stop down on that a little bit is one, just that, you know, in, in the lowest of the lows, you, you talked about relationships in the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so often when we're down like that or things happen to us, we want to run away from the key relationships. We want to run away from the church because right. we're ashamed. You know, right. what, what did I, I mean, I'm sure that you felt some kind of guilt of what was happening with or blame for what was happening with your ex-wife. You know, she just left you for another guy, and, you know, and just all the emotions that go through that you're in, and, but yet I love it. And, and that you turned to relationships and you turned to the church and turned to God. I mean, not, not right. really not in that order. And cause right. I also know that you really developed, a love for scripture. You know, I kind of, when I was asking you about things, you kept going to, man, I just read my Bible. Um, yeah. It wasn't like, you know, for me, like, for example, I would say the Bible, but also some authors and things like that, that just really influenced my life. But it sounds like for you, it was really just scripture as well. Yeah, really just scripture. I mean, just because I mean, and, and I'm a big reader too. I'm looking in front of me right now, a stack of books about three foot tall, uh, yeah. crazy, crazy cool families at the top of that stack. And so I'm, I'm really big on that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, that is, you know, you want to get good at your finances. You want to get good in your health. You want to get good in your marriage. God's words where it's at It's the ultimate guide. And, and that just, you know, in those quiet times where the girls were gone and, and I'm in that house by myself, I had, to, that, that's where I went to. And, and, and those, it was through that time. And I mean, that's re- that's really evolved over time where now it's a daily, I look forward to reading the Bible. I look forward to reading scripture. I, I, I'm making a, an intentional act to where it's an everyday occurrence because I'm going to learn something. If I go in seeking to, to learn and, and to find, he's going to reveal something to me every time. Well, and I, I just, as we move on to the, there's, there's more to come in this story that we're doing here, but I just want to, you know, kind of, I always want to stop down and, and help um, our audience understand that um, key points that we learn from things. And one of them is, is just that, um, you know, the tendency is to turn away from God, turn away from relationships, turn away from the church. And right. if you're going through that place where the devil's running rampant in your life, I hope you have a church. I hope you have relationships that are safe enough, like your pastor was, that you right. can turn and go to them and say, and if not, go find them. 
uh, if you can't find anybody, call me. I'll figure, we'll figure it out. I mean, just right. whatever it is, email Chris and I, we'll figure it out because, you know, that's where when you're going through those things of where the devil's running rampant, the church, that's where, that's why God made the church. That's why God made relationships. That's why God made his word for right. you to turn into that. So I love that. I love that piece of that. And then you meet your wife. Uh, what's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca, I never did ask you what her name was. And so, uh, so Rebecca is this uh, younger lady, yeah. never been married. Yeah. I still want to know, like, how, you know, when, when you went to dad, how did that work out? Yeah, I'm a good salesman, Don. I, <laughs> you know, so I, I've, uh, I had to sell Becca. So she worked with my, with my father. Actually, she worked at the same uh, business. And so he set up this meeting where I could meet her and, uh, just, and, and from there it was just, you know, I took a leap of faith. I, I asked her out. She took all day to answer me back. She finally answered me back. And then we went on a date. It was awkward because we went to this little, we went to Applebee's. We had the most awkward meal ever. And I was like, let's just go somewhere and talk. And we ended up talking for four hours and, oh, we, wow. and we've just been together ever since. And her family, you know, just embraced us. Uh, they embraced our girls uh, once, once we decided for her to meet the girls, you know, we were very cautious on how we moved forward. Cause I didn't want to introduce someone to the girls that I wasn't sure about, but I was, I knew immediately. And, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to marry this girl, you know? And so we just, everything that she, her mom told her not to talk about on the first date, we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just, and she'll laugh when she hears this episode, but I mean, we just, it, it was just an immediate, you know, this I, I knew i just i had that piece and, and then in september of 2017 we we set our vows and 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 ever since then it's been a it's been a journey and it's been uh a lot of ups and a lot of downs through through our own marriage uh that we've learned from i don't know if you want me to share any of that stuff i'd be glad to uh for, for your listeners as well well i mean let's think about that so you go through so now she becomes a mom Yes. And, um, and I'm sure she adapted to that pretty well. Um, if I'm, if I'm picturing that one. Yeah. Uh, it was, that, it was a bit of a struggle for her though. I mean, cause she come in where, so Chloe and Ava were, uh, I guess seven and five. So still very young, you know, formidable ages. Uh, so that, that first year was tough of, of trying to figure out the dynamics of, uh, you know, where she fits in, you know, cause basically she had, she left her family. She had left her family was about an hour and a half from us. So she didn't have to move far, but she did move. Mm -hmm. uh, she's with a, a new husband, got these two kids running around. She's in a new area. So she doesn't know any like the local area. So, you know, she had left her job. Uh, she was in college finishing up her MBA at, at Liberty. So she was doing school. So she had something there. But it was it was a tough year for her. It was a tough year just figuring that stuff out. But we just we figured it out together, and 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 we ended up moving and getting. We we needed our own place, so that that helped too. Just we sold our house and we we got into our house, which was kind of like quote unquote our house now, and just those little steps that we took together. Uh, but we were always just all in for each other, whatever we needed, and, and still to this day, like. We, we communicate well we have days that are better than others but we're always i i know that she's got my back and she knows i got her back and we right. and we we face some some really tough times uh together through that and um you know we wanted to have children and 
So 20, so got married 2017 and in 2019, we were able to get pregnant and we ended up having a, what's called a missed miscarriage uh, at about nine, 10 weeks. So we, we, we had that, that, that was a really tough blow for us where we, we had this hope and then it was gone. Uh, and then we were able to get pregnant again and we were due in May of 2020. So we got pregnant like right around the pandemic, right? So it's, you know, we, right. we, we couldn't have showers or, or baby showers or any of like the gatherings. I mean, remember mm -hmm. back when the pandemic first started, like our church shut down, uh, all we had online church, that was it. So, I mean, isolation at its, at its biggest and, you know, we got a baby on the way, but we may do with it. We, we, we kind of, the church blessed us with some, with a shower. They kind of like a drop off type thing. And then, uh, she was due in May. So 39 weeks right at the due date. We're waiting for, for faith to join us. Her name was faith may. And my wife just wakes me up one night. She's like, I don't really feel faith moving. I'm like, well, look, just our girls were upstairs sleeping. I was like, just go check it out. And if you need, if you feel like you want me to come to the hospital, I'll come. She's like, no, let me just go by myself. You don't want, don't let's not wake the girls. And then, so she left, went to the hospital and she called me about 30 minutes later. And, uh, she said the words I'll never forget. She said, uh, we lost faith. And I just remember laying on the, the bathroom floor reeling and just, just, what do you do mm -hmm. in those moments? Right. And, uh, call my pastor, call my parents and call my pastor. And, and, and he prayed with me, um, over the phone. And then I went to the hospital. So my parents came over. So my girls woke up the next morning when our girls woke up, you know, me and Becca were gone. So they just thought, well, she went into labor. And I told my parents, just do not tell them. Like, I got to be the one to tell them. So, uh, you know, we went through the process of having our baby and, and, and being induced and, and having to do all that. And uh, somehow I made it through that. And then we came back home and had to share with our daughters that we, you know, we lost faith. And uh, the whole you know, I've done a whole episode called, you know, uh, quiet delivery rooms where I share that entire story. So we, we, we lost her one week to the day after we lost her, we lost our dog that, that was like my wife's dog, but like, he's the reason we came together. We lost her. And then two weeks after that, my wife lost her job at a local church. So you talk about like, boom, like <clears throat> haymaker after haymaker after haymaker, just hitting us. And we're at one point I was just saying to her, like, I'm afraid to ask what's next. Like, what, yeah. what is going on? You know, and, and, and you're in the middle of the pandemic as well. No support, right? Yeah. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody could come over, really. I mean, it was just like, oh my gracious. Like, I remember dropping. So, I, we had our daughter cremated. So I, I can't make this up. I'll go, I'm taking our dead dog that literally he's the reason we came together is because there's some pictures she took at the beach and I saw her and that's how we got connected. So I'm taking our dead dog to the, to the, uh, to the guy who cremates dogs. I met him at the cemetery at, at the, uh, at the funeral home, dropped off the dog and picked up my daughter. And I was sitting there like, this is the worst country song on the planet. <laughs> this, this is like, nobody would believe this if I, if I, you know, put it in a country song. Right. But it was just, we decided, you know what? We lost our daughter. We lost our dog. We lost our job. I'm not Satan. You're not going to win. 
we're not going to run to you. We're not turning from God. We are going to cling to God. And, and in those moments, we clung to each other, our family, and he carried us because there was no way I could carry us. And there's no way she could carry us. He carried us through those moments. And, and, and that's, that's the only thing I can tell you that got us through it. Yeah. So again, like, uh, you know, you're in the pandemic at that point. So really it's just phone calls of people, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's it. Uh, yeah. Our church did make a little, one of the most impactful things that they made for us was a little prayer box and it's a beautiful little box. There's one of the gentlemen at the church, he made it and they've packed it. So the people in the church want to know how can you know, we want to do something. So they were like, write down your prayers. So we, and it's in our kitchen right now. And it's a, it's a box full of, of just heartfelt prayers for our family during the most difficult time. Uh, they did set up a meal train. I mean, we, we ate for like months. <laughs> we don't have to worry about food for months. You know, you know how Baptist are. We're going to eat, man. Yeah. So, uh, so that it's just, they found ways to, to minister to us and to bless us, you know, during that difficult time. Well, and the story continues, you know, it's like, if we look at it, you know, 2015, it goes down, 2017, it goes up, 2020, it goes down. Yep. Now today you have, uh, yeah. you have a, a, a daughter, a, a new daughter. We uh, do. We do. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, my wife, after we lost faith, God basically gave her September will be your redemption. And we had no clue what that meant. Uh, we got, so we got pregnant again. Well, she got pregnant. I didn't get pregnant. I, I wasn't involved. <laughs> Been there, done that. We, it's not you a, know. not a wee thing. That's right. It's not a wee thing. She, she was there, but you know, I was, I was participant, but anyway, so we, we got in and, and our due date was September, I believe the fourth or the sixth. I never can remember that, but anyway, our baby was doing September and, uh, because she was a high risk pregnancy, they ended up taking her early. So on August 21st, uh, Lily Grace she 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 blessed our family and that whole month of That's september 22, when was that 21 21 okay yep. got so that whole month of september 2021 was the mountaintop again you know we had a we had a baby first of all in a in a delivery room that's crying which was awesome <laughs> you yeah. know to, yeah. to have a crying baby in a delivery room uh and that whole month of september our daughters were just head over heels uh just you know Cause they, they saw us come home with the empty car seat and now they got to saw us come home with, the, with the full car seat. And, yeah. and it was just that, that month was just unbelievable. And, and it's been a crazy ride, you know, raising her, she's 10 months old now. And, and then, uh, in November, yeah, I'm not sure when this is going to release, but in November we're going to, we're, we're expecting a son and we found that out. Uh, so Judah Levi is his name and we'll be, uh, prayerfully, uh, meeting him in November to uh, to join this crazy cool family that we're building. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So, man, what a what an incredible story of just um, perseverance. You know, I mean, as you <clears throat> continue to hold on, that the and you know, there's it. You know, obviously, in any situation, you know, divorce or whatever, there's never you know, it's never totally one-sided but i mean you right. know you were walking through a lot of stuff and and it, certainly with the stillborn child and the miscarriage i mean you know people underestimate sometimes the effect of miscarriages on our families but that's mm -hmm. a that's something to overcome as well right you know, uh, my wife and i went through a couple of those and 
<clears throat> particularly in the very beginning of our marriage. And it was just, it was, it, but it, you know, it's funny when we went through it, it was literally, uh, I think the first year of our marriage, maybe. Um, and uh, my wife tells it was the, it was the first time that she could, you know, we were young in our marriage and she looked to me and said, I can trust that guy because I, I, I because I, you know, because of the way we, you know, for the first time in our marriage, you know, it was like this, even your, your wife, I love the story of she left her home. She became a mom, you know, she uh, um, moved, uh, you know, quit her job. I mean, those first couple of years of marriage, especially when you become a mom as well. And I can relate to that becoming a dad. That's hard. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you, and you got this, uh, you know, this person across from you that you're, you know, she's used to being single all the time. And all of a sudden there's somebody there every day and, and right. you know, and they, they do odd things that you didn't know before yeah. you married. <laughs> and, uh, That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, they don't put the lid on the toothpaste or whatever it is. That's just right. Things that just, you know, are like, why, who is this person? And That's right. uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but in the midst, and then going through a, uh, a stillborn uh, child, how did you and your wife, um, you know, newly married to today, you know, how have you guys walked through that? Side by side. I mean, it, it really, it's just been one of those things where some days she'll have, there's a blanket. It's a, it's, it's face blanket. Whenever I see that out, I know my wife's having a hard day. And I said, I'm really in tune to, okay, if I see that. The faith, you said a faith blanket. I thought you said face blanket at first. No. So you're saying there's the blanket that you had for faith. For faith. So when she was born, we wrapped her. <clears throat> we had a blanket. It was actually the blanket that I was wrapped in when I was born. We took it to the hospital. Was our intention was that was going to be her blanket, you know, when we brought her home in. Mm -hmm. But we decided, even though, you know what, uh, this is still her blanket. So we wrapped her in that blanket and, and that's what we, you know, for that night, we, we had one night with her. Uh, so that one night, you know, we made all our memories the, the best we could of that situation. But whenever I see that blanket out, <clears throat> I know that that's a, a tough day for my wife or something, something's triggered it. And then for me, she, she knows if, if she sees me walking by and a lot of times I'll pick up, you know, faith, we have her, you know, again, we had her cremated. So we have her right there in the living room. Mm -hmm. I, if I pick her up, we just, we just talk about it and we just, we, we were open about it. And we were, we recently went on our family vacation uh, last week and it was the first vacation that we had with Lily and, and Becca said, you know, I want faith to go with us. So faith went with us. And I mean, wow. some people may think that's weird and that's okay. Cause we're used to weird and <laughs> you know, we just, we, we lean into the weird. And uh, so it's just, we we're open about what the other person needs to process we we do that because I tell people all the time, you know, couples that grieve to gr together, grow together. And mm -hmm. so you're either going to, going to take these situations, these hurdles, these trials in life and let them pull you closer together as a marriage, as a couple, or they're, they can be a wedge and you have a choice, but if you lean into it and grow together and let him lead you and Jesus lead you, there's so many blessings that can come. Well, and you certainly had uh, some adversity to overcome to where you, you had to rely on God yourself and your relationships in the church. And I love it. You know, just first thing you did was call your pastor, you know, that, and uh, because that was your rock, you know, and, and depending on the church you have, it might be a pastor. It may be your, 
small group leader. It could right. be, you know, just your mentor or somebody, you know, that's in your life that for you, that was your pastor. And, and, um, you know, um, I think that's awesome. You know, I just went through a, a trial myself, um, business wise. And, um, you know, one of the first things I did was I talked to my pastor about it and, and, you know, he actually was kind enough. He, he, he said, Hey, let's schedule a lunch. And in the lunch, he just said, this is not who you are. You know, mm-hmm. he just spoke life into me. I never will forget that because it was, uh, it was just, a, you know, I was hurt by this person and, right. uh, and questioning whether I had, you know, uh, what I'd done. And, and if I was, you know, and he just said, no, that's not who you are. And right. it was so uplifting. You know, I just walked down there thinking, okay, game on, let's go, you know, and, and right. I just want to finish this for the guys, especially Yeah. in the midst of all this, you're working full time. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, that, and what was it like going through, you, you got, is it the same job you've had the whole time or did you, so you've been working for the same company. That's kind of what I thought that you'd been there for a while, yeah. uh, but in the midst of it all. So what's work like going through all this from 2015 to 2022? Yeah. I mean, tw- 2015 was, was the crazy one. So I went to my mentor, my, he was my man. He's my manager. He's still my manager now. Uh, but I went, I just went to him and I said, here's what's going on. And I was at the time I was in charge of a pretty big division of our company. I was like, I don't know if I can dedicate all a hundred percent of me to this, you know, right now. Cause I, I got to get through this trial, literally get through this trial. Yeah. He was a vice president. He sent an email out to the, to our, to our group and basically said, anything you would come to Chris for until further notice, you come to me. And I'm going to be supporting him uh, through something he's working through. I mean, he he make, left it very vague because I didn't. I was ashamed, man. I it was it was one of those things like I didn't even want to talk about it because I I was just in the middle of it. So when we got through the trial, that the, the the custody trial, I was able to share it with people. Okay, because I felt like at that point, okay, I had a little bit of closure, if you will. Okay, here's where I'm at now, and but he just stepped in. I did work as I could. Uh, but he stepped in and he, and he, and he basically put his arm around me and says, I got you. And, and, and he was there, you know, for that, uh, and during the pandemic, it was a little bit easier because everybody's working remote. So I had, you know, remote work hours. So I was able to do things, you know, just modify my work hours. But that 2015 time was a very special time because it, it just goes to show too, you know, people don't leave bad companies. They, they leave bad bosses and in, in relation. It's all about relationships at the end of the day. And, and, when you ha- when you're in a good role in a good company and they care about you, uh, that type of stuff can come to fruition. So it, that that's something that looking back was really big to help me, you know, during that time. Well, as we kind of uh, wrap this up, I think I said that five minutes ago. But anyway, but I think that you know one of the things I want to just tie it all up in is that you know one of the things you just said was I was ashamed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I was, I, I felt, you know, bad about what was happening. There's so often in our lives, we have things, you know, another thing you said before was the devil was running rampant, you know, that uh, we have, we all have areas that we're ashamed of and that the devil runs rampant in our lives. And, and what he does is with that is he wants to isolate us. Right. And, uh, you know, in, in case after case over the last 
really, you know, 12 years, if you will. I mean, but even going back, because this is starting to change even before you're, you're the divorce, but you know, it's right. really, happen, it really happens. It accelerates past that is that in those difficult circumstances, and these are gut wrenching circumstances you went through, Chris, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, not, uh, I don't have a divorce testimony to, to give, you know, right. we, we, I don't have a, a stillborn child testimony to give, but in the midst of all that, um, you're turning to relationships. You're, mm-hmm going to people and saying, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. Will you help me? Right. And you mentioned the humility of that. And so I just want that to be the theme that comes out of this uh, podcast is wherever you are, whoever's listening to this podcast, you may be a young person. We have, it's funny. We have uh, young, we have kids listening to this podcast now, you know, their parents say it's safe enough to where, you know, right. that, that they can listen to it. And, you know, my daughter listens to the podcast with me or whatever, because, you know, but with that, how do you, who are you going to turn to when life, and it doesn't have to be horrible things, but just getting it out in the open, asking people for help and then, you know, turn to God that seems to me just this theme that's just really been transformative in your life. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you have to, uh, we call them the lion's den for our group. I mean, you have to have those people in your life that, that they care that they're, and that you're vulnerable enough to, they can know, you know, really what's going on in your life. And then that you listen to, too, you know, we're not looking for yes, men. You know, we don't need that. (laughs) There's there's enough of those guys out there. We need people that can sit down and, and, and like your pastor told you, you know, that's not your calling. This is, I mean, just to have direct, you know, unfiltered, um, you know, Christ centered love, loving feedback, but that's what helps us grow. And yeah. we, we don't need, what was the guy, this guy says I'm blessed. And what was the, what was the, Oh, blessed and highly favored. Blessed right. and highly favored. So that don't watch for that trigger. Men don't say that. Okay. Don't that's say right. that church this Sunday. No, um, but yeah, so, and then let's talk a little bit as we finish just about, so uh, the website you have is the, and we'll put some of these links in the show notes as yeah. well, but the lionwithin.us, right? Is right. That your website? Yes, sir. And and there's all kinds of stuff in there. He, you've got a, you've got the podcast for sure. And, um, but yeah. you've also got a blog that you, that you do. And, and you've also got some resources in there um, really around the resources around. I love the course that you have. That's around the um, uh, the three ideals: the the yeah. health, health, we- health, wealth, and and uh, self. Self. There you go. Couldn't find that one. And uh, the the self meaning more of the spiritual aspect of things. And um, so, just a lot of good stuff in there. And um, even then, and, and the podcast as well. And um, you can do some coaching, right? Yes, sir. Do some coaching as well, and uh, have some Bible study groups going on, and. Uh, we're we're building right now this year is, is just building the foundation for what we're trying to do. Ultimately, we want to launch a community uh, next year in 2023. So we're trying to get get a lot of resources built up. I'm doing court. I'm building courses. There's a course on personal finance that I just finished recording that we're editing right now. Uh, has an ebook that goes along with it. Uh, there's a course coming up on uh, uh, envy that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Envy versus contentment. Uh, there's, so there's courses on around patients that I'm thinking about. So we have these ideas of courses that I'll be building over the, the rest of this year. And, uh, just trying to put content out there that, that again, serves guys well 
that's going to help them grow, you know, be better husbands, better dads, show up at work better, take care of their finances and their careers better, you know, take care of their mind and their body better. Uh, all the things that we need to do, because if we keep all those things in check, then we can do whatever he's called us to do, you know, because he, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. So once we get that call, you need to be ready to jump in and do and, and to act. So we try to cover all those different areas and just try to serve guys the best that we can. Yeah, I love it, the lion within, because I truly believe that every person, but in this case, we're talking about men that you're focused on with your podcast. Every man has this lion within, that there is a uh, just a, a purpose God has out of our identity, out of our relationship with God, that he's going to give us uh, this purpose and this confidence that uh, that comes. And, and I love the idea of if you... Yeah. Uh, just the lion within and um so we'll put the links in our in our show notes um and so chris again just thanks for coming on and sharing your story of faith and um hey men and women if you're in that situation to where you're ashamed of things if you're struggling with things i find your relationships find your church find your God because bring it into the light because that's where the that's where God's going to be able to heal and be able to be a story of redemption like yours and you know again like Chris says even in his podcast and things not perfect still walking through there's at the very end that there's a whole podcast Chris has where it's one of his most listened to ones where he's going through an anxiety attack as he does the podcast so it's super real uh, and i think that's also the transparency is super important so chris thanks for being here with us it's, it's an honor sir thank you so much yeah and as always parents go be crazy crazycoolfamily.com <laughs>